Talk like a people. Talk like a people. Okay, Gamers Podcast, where we talk like people. Brian, Andrew, and Pat. No Dan. The Good. boys back. Never liked him. What? Never liked that Dan. You love that Dan. Nah, he's all right. Turn really hard to download a phone background. It's not working. <laughs> I was wondering what you're doing. You were like getting ready to say something, and your phone was in your hand. You were like, I'm trying to download something. Giving me an eye. Pat, uh, t- talk to us about the video games. What have you been playing? Fuck. Uh, I Destiny. Surprise! Surprise! Uh, <laughs> ain't never <laughs> heard of it. More on that later. Yeah, we'll go. We'll we'll dive more into like Destiny news later. But yeah, just I don't know, I've been playing a lot of Destiny again. And I was like, I woke up today and I was like, I'm gonna play Assassin's Creed, and then I didn't. Oh no! And I played Destiny instead. No. Yo, you gotta play. You gotta play Odyssey. It's so good. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I've done that a couple times this week. Um, where I've told myself I was going to play Odyssey, and then I ended up playing other games, not only just yeah. Destiny. I have played other games this week. So, Pat, is there anything else you've played that you want to talk um, about? This is gonna be. I don't know if everybody's gonna agree with my opinion on this or not. Whatever. I don't really care. I played Bandersnatch today. You played Bandersnatch today? Is that how you you uh? Yeah, it's it's fu- it's a fucking choose your own adventure. I mean, I don't think I disagree with him. I don't. I don't. I'm, I don't disagree either. I think you could say played or watched. Yeah, I I would say both are equally. Well, you're making usable. You you are like using a UI. You're making decisions mm-hmm. with and like a controller, which I mean, you could consider a remote a control. It is a remote controller. That's like Correct. the full verbiage of of that item. I also well, did it on my Xbox, so I had an actual Xbox controller in my oh, hand. Yeah, you fucking played. So I played the fuck out of Bandersnatch, bro. I wonder if Netflix is going to do more stuff like that, but like more interactive stuff. Did and, you hear how much of a nightmare it was? Oh, say or consider it games because they 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 still want to do that Stranger Things game that Telltale was made. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear about it being a nightmare. Did you see how much of a monster the character models look like? Just think of like the in what in the in the Stranger. Oh, oh yeah, it looks like what, aliens. Yeah, 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 well, yeah, that yeah. kid will kind of looks like an alien all yeah. the time. Yeah, he's got yeah. like the littlest head and the biggest fucking eyes. Yeah, and the, so and he's also got the bull. Yeah, he's got a hair. and he's, yeah. Yeah, he's got a bull cut. He does. Yeah, yeah he's a little bull. alien boy. Yeah. yeah, so just his little character model was fucking nightmare fuel. It does smell like farts. <laughs> <laughs> That's not me. I don't know why your apartment smells like farts. I'm gonna text my mom. <laughs> What could she possibly do? I'm not even going to answer. Well, the... Ah, uh, got it. Okay, let's not get into that. Actually, yeah, I'll go up there and talk to her personally later. <laughs> hey, ma. Hey, yo, ma. Why are you sending all your poop down to my apartment? <laughs> so, yeah, I uh, played Bandersnatch what, uh, today. Let's, let's give us some thoughts on yo, it. Yo, was, it was fucking cool, man. Like, I don't know that I've ever actually, like, really played any, like, choose-your-own-adventure games. I can't, not really? that I can remember. the Jungle Book? No, not really. Never, never, with, no. never, no. never read a uh, Goosebumps. There's, there's really well, good, there's a really good Indiana Jones one. Yeah, I've read like I've read like Choose Your Own Adventure books. I've never like played like a game. They're actually getting sued for using the term "Choose Your Own Adventure." Are they? Yeah, really, I didn't know that. Man, everybody's getting sued. Yeah, yeah we'll get we'll dive into that a little later. <laughs> um, pass the cookies. I can pass the cookies. I'll try to. It's not going to be. Quiet. I like that. He, I was going to try to do now it that quietly. we're recording. It's like now, give me the cookies. Now I gotta, I gotta slap my goddamn gums. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, I don't know. It's just like really, it was a very cool, unique thing that I think they could have that they only could have done with the Black Mirror, like kind of branding. I'm definitely um, um I'm more interested in watching or experiencing or playing whatever word you want to use. Definitely more into the idea of that uh than Bird Box, which is their other like yeah. big title right now that everybody You watched Bird Box? No, I haven't. I did. Very good. It was I've very heard it's good. a poor man's quiet place. Uh I mean, I guess with a similar concept but not like 
I mean, the concept is like the same thing as the happening. I mean, it's a, it's just kind of. Did you guys ever hear? It's this? just post-apocalypse. I know, I know. Yeah. I, know. I, I mean, I'm sure I'm like just a gross consumer, so I'll probably watch both at some point. But if, it's if really I, good. Sandra Bullock's really good. And so is John I mean, Malkovich. I, 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 so are boy and girl. Boy and girl. Oh, boy, and, <laughs> boy and, and Machine Gun Kelly. He's oh, in God, there? yes, gross. I hate no. it. He's in it for he, for he's maybe just, like 15 minutes. He kills himself? Most. I hope so. Essentially. <laughs> well, I'm, I was just going to... Isn't that the whole point? If you see the thing, you kill yourself, right? That's like... It's a yeah. premise of the happening, right? Yeah. Correct. That's what happens in the happening, right? Did you see Gary happening? Yeah, I knew that was coming. Yeah, same. Okay. Right away. <laughs> I don't know if you were making a joke about no, the it's, happening. It's, no, no, it's... From something in the movie. Okay, never mind. I totally forgot that Zoe De Chanel was Mark Wahlberg's wife in that movie. Oh my god, I forgot. In the happening. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Speaking of the happening, um, so weird. Just so the guy that the guy that wrote, and I and I'm almost positive, and if I'm wrong, someone please correct me. I'm almost positive that the book Bird Box, like it's Bird Box, is based on a novel that came out right around the time as the happening did, and the guy like. Like he, it, apparently, like the book did shit because so many people were just like, "Oh, it's the same fucking premise as this movie that has no compa- is like just similar, not tied to it." Mm-hmm. So like he was just like, "Well, he's like there goes that." He's like, "That was kind of my idea." So then, technically, wouldn't a quiet place be a poor man's bird box? Technically speaking, yeah, I guess. So you got to yell at John Krasinski for that. No, but I didn't. He's beautiful. I'm not gonna yell. I didn't know about Bird Box. I saw a Quiet Place first, so it's about what is yeah. presented to me before. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you so... the true ending about the bird box, by the way? Like, the book ending? No. We're going to talk about it later. Okay. It's so much cooler. Okay. Um, yeah, so Bandersnatch, uh, like I said before, like, I think I feel like the way they set up this movie could only have been done with, like, the Black Mirror branding, because Black, like, Black Mirror is all, like, pseudo-futuristic, like, just dark stories, pretty much. terrible. Yeah, like, stuff. like yeah. pretty much, yeah, basically. Um, so, yeah, you basically, you go through the movie thing... As this kid, Stefan, I think it's Stefan Butler or some shit like that, who's developing a game called Bandersnatch based on a book called Bandersnatch, which is a choose-your-own-adventure book. And it's set in the 1980s, but, like, pseudo-future, like, companies that don't exist and, uh, like... Is the game, like, evil? No, it's... It's like, like, do they take, like, like... He's, like, developing this game in tandem with, like also these choices happening to him so like you're in the game like in the in the movie whatever you want to call it um he's developing this game which is a choose choose your own adventure game whatever you could choose whatever path you want but you're also as the viewer or person playing you are choosing his path so like they're kind of happening in tandem Mm -hmm. so like there's like like at the very beginning of the movie like the movie game thing you uh i'll just say movie um you choose what kind of cereal he eats in the morning, like super like non-consequential, like just like his dad is like, what do you want to eat for breakfast? And he just like points, like you pick whatever mm-hmm. and he points at whatever one you choose. And then, you know, um, and then just to show you how drastic it gets, there is one of the, throughout the movie, he's going to see like a counselor because of some trauma that he had or whatever. He's going to see a, uh, a therapist. So one of the visits you know, he's talking about, like, he kind of starts to realize that he's not, he doesn't really have a choice and, like, people are making decisions for him or somebody's making decisions for him, whatever. So he starts now, like, he's, like, kind of losing it even more. Breaking the fourth wall a bit, too. Yeah. And then, so he goes to the therapist and she starts talking to him about it. And then she's like, well, don't you think that, you know, if somebody was really doing this, they'd want a little bit more excitement 
instead of just like you know you sitting here talking to an ordinary woman in an ordinary room blah 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 and then like the option comes like it gives you a choice and it says like regarding her question about excitement and it says yes or fuck yeah i chose fuck yeah and everybody starts fighting each other so it's just like whoa <laughs> like so it was just like i don't know it was, it's that's cool yeah it gets it gets pretty fucking wild um you know does it take any um like is is it at all influenced by like like how, like the 80s and like the spooky haunted like arcade cabinets like um obvious and stuff not really no he the only real reference they make the only thing that's like really scary for him in regards to like the game itself is uh this demon in the game called pax or something like that that uh i forget what the hell the definition of it was but he sees it like twice when he's like how long is it an hour and a half is the runtime but like there are certain points where like you'll get to a certain point where you'll get like an ending and then it it'll jump you back to like a crucial decision point and you can choose the other way the other way and so you can keep like can go through i went through i think i got all the endings i'm not sure did you like it yeah i thought it was awesome it was really cool yeah, do I, like, I do I have to have seen Black Mirror before? No, no, no. you I don't have to. Honestly, you can standalone. you can pick up Black Mirror anywhere in any season, and it doesn't matter. Is each episode different? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, I gotta watch that show. Yeah, that's what's cool about Black Mirror, and I've I've seen a few episodes of the first season when it was like a property of the BBC, and they were producing it and writing it and all that stuff. And then Netflix, after it, you know, they stopped producing the content. They they bought it out and did their own thing with it. Um, and I've heard some of those episodes are pretty hit or miss. Um, but that's the another Netflix ones or the BBC ones. The Netflix ones, Girl. the BBC ones is where it became like where it grew the majority of its popularity. So, like that first episode, oh my god, we've talked about it. The first episode, like the pilot, I guess for Black Mirror is fucking wild. Oh yeah, is it the one, the politician or whatever. Yeah, the politician, yeah, 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 that thing. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. Watch. I watch. Yeah, that whole show is crazy. Yeah, well, the episode with the guy from uh, Stra- uh, not fucking what the hell am I talking about? Get out, get out was fucking awesome. That's a good one too. That's stupid. The main character, I can't remember the oh, name. Yeah, is. yeah. 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 Just rewatched that last week. So it's good movie. Really good fucking movie. Yeah, the tra- you guys see the trailer for the next flick? Us? Terrifying. Yo. <laughs> legitimately scary. You see so. the trailer for Jordan Peele's new show? I don't know if he's produced. I think he's producing. And the guy writing was a writer on Key and Peele. Huh. No, it I has Michael Sarah in it, Rosera Dawson, Mark Hamill. It's got like a pretty cool cast, and it's a YouTube original. I'll have to check that out. No, I haven't seen it. Mm. Seems cool. All right, Pat. Weird. So that wraps. That was it. That was all I was. That's, that's cool, all I though. did. That's cool. Yeah. I'm glad to hear your opinion on it. Um, so I've been playing more Frostpunk. Uh, me and Dan talked about it a lot last week. Uh, Dan actually finished his campaign. Um, so uh, funny enough, I've played about probably six hours of this, and I've started four campaigns, and I've failed each one of them. <laughs> Frostpunk is a really hard fucking game. So I do not know how Dan got through it on his first fucking try. He says he didn't use a guide, but I like that, the thing is, is you can't use a guide. He must have used like a tips thing. Then. Well, because I, I th- all right, so I like after the third time I failed. So that's literally like three nights of consistently playing it for a couple hours and then okay. getting to like a crucial point because like it starts off and like it obviously it gives you introductory tools, you know, like and we talked about it last week on like what it does to like kind of. Um, like you know mainline you into like the, mm-hmm. the you know what you need to do and like kind of what the concept is and your decision and your resource management but then like there's a pivot in the story and we talked about it last week um of where you get to choose um like whether you're going to install like faith or obedience like whether you're going to take like a religious route in terms of like to like rally your people or like a forceful or a forceful route 
and I've done both now because I've, you know, I I failed it numerous times. I've had the opportunity to do both and they're both wildly different, which is really cool. Um, but it just gets to a point where like, I can't pinpoint like where my fuck up was like, Oh, like I didn't put enough. So you're still not figuring it out. No. And like, I even, I even found like a really, really like insightful Reddit post of someone that's played like way more than I have. And like, they're pretty much like, this is like, they're like, God, to success is like, do this. Like, make sure you do, you build this first, you research that. You know, you're putting, like, most of your employees or engineers in this or that. Like, they fucking break it down, like, to a T. Um, and I haven't gotten a chance to run through it again with that knowledge. Uh, but even then, though, like, I felt like I've been, like, pretty close to that, like, baseline of his, like, what his, like, thought process and, like, what his, like, oh, yeah, do this and that. And, and you're still fucking up. Yeah, because, like, there's, it's, the game is, like, fucking brutal. Like, there's, it comes to a point, like, where, and this is, like, a minor spoiler, where, like, you build, like, a beacon, and you can go out. Like, you could send, like, a scout out, and he'll bring, like, new people in. And that's how, like, you essentially build, like, your little, like, the last civilization. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, you bring more people in. That gives you more people to allocate to, like, jobs and stuff. Um, but then you have to build them homes. You got to heat them. It becomes a whole fucking thing. Um, so the turning point is that there's, like, supposed to be another, like, big, like, setup, like, civilization thing called Winter Home. And essentially, like, the turning point of the game is when you find out, like, there was, like, the lone survivor Winterhome comes to your, like, your spot and is like, yo, everybody's dead. I'm the last guy. So people start to freak the fuck out and all your hope, like, deplenishes. And once your hope hits zero, it's it's game over for you. So I guess your hope isn't high enough. When I get to that point. Yeah. Because I can't, like, Can you're... You kill that dude before he comes into the <laughs> I wish. <laughs> so your hope needs to be, like the best chance you have for success is to have your hope bar like as, as, high, up, as, possible. as high as possible and i've gotten to the point where it was at like 75 80 percent of the way filled up and i felt like i was like i was cooking i was cruising along doing a really good job this motherfucker shows up it depletes like a huge chunk of the bar and then like it's still like crushingly hard where it's like pe- all this crazy shit's going on and then that, like i said that's the turning point where the game's like all right here's your here's like like people are freaking the fuck out like you need to either start like like a religious path or a, an obedience path like what are you gonna pick and then you pick one and then you start like it's in- like installing new it, like unlocks like a whole new tree of like you know if you go the obedience route you can put in watchtowers if you go the faith route you can put in like more churches and stuff and like it, it goes way beyond that but you know, for my aspect and like in my regards of playing it, like I've never taken it like super far on either path because I don't, I can't, I haven't gotten that far. Um, but it just like, I don't know if what I'm doing wrong that like every time I get to that point, because like what happens is you have to like people come up, like little prompts pop up where you have to like, um, make prompt meet like meet promises where it's like, oh, you have to heat homes like to a certain temperature for like two days. Cause like, oh, hey, our whole, like we're fucking freezing, you know, cause the whole mm-hmm. point is like it's, the game is really yeah. fucking cold. Um, and like I, there's like shit like that that pops up, and like I can't meet one of those promises, and that just deplenishes all my hope, and then I'm done. This fucking game is tough. Well, this is made by the people that made this war of mine, and that's also yeah, it's, yeah, um, it's actively working against you. So it sounds that's the whole point of it, it. Sounds like a game made by that team. So like the one thing I could say that's is is like is working for me and is cool is that like I've seen more of the game now because I've had the opportunity to start fresh like four times. Whereas Dan, like he said to me, because me and him have been talking about it a lot, he's like, yeah, I have to go back and replay it to see the stuff that you've seen just because he was able to finish it on his first try. And even looking up, like a lot of people don't like don't normally finish this on their first fucking try, mm-hmm. you know? So like Dan, I guess like, there's also like an RNG element. Like the first time I ever started it, like I got fucking slammed by like really, really like a, a drop in the temperature, like really early on that like totally fucked me over. 
So oh, like so that. it's like random shit. Yeah, like, like yeah, random yeah. temperature <laughs> temperature spikes that like yeah, can like fuck you the up. The winter home thing, like that could happen at a certain point, like earlier for some, later for others. So like you could be more well prepared <clears> for it depending on when it hits you. Like just depending on when that guy shows up and is like, yo, it's like everybody's dead. Everybody's dead. I'm by myself. Yeah, I'm, but I mean, I'm not good at games like that. That and like this is like the first like resource management game that I've like really played and put a a good chunk of time into. And like even with failing these like you know the four or five times I've tried it and like played probably like six or seven hours, I'm still like really into it and like I want to see it through now because like I just don't want to walk away from it being like yeah oh, that game is just too hard for me because it just it's not the right way to go about it. Six or seven um, hours total across all five playthroughs, or six yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's six or seven hours per. I was like, oh, no, gross, be gross. I'd be miserable if that was the case. I'd probably be like, yeah, this isn't for me. I'm fucking an idiot. Um, but for the amount of time that I've played, I'm really enjoying it. It's an awesome game. It's like, it's it's cool to step outside of like the comfort zone of me for gaming, where like this is something I don't usually yeah. pe- play. So that's why I like the, I like XCOM so much, honestly, because it's it's I don't play games like that. So when I get when I do sit down and start an XCOM campaign, it is like cool. Like I, I don't play games like this, so this is different and this is fun and yeah, I look forward to it. Yeah, no, Frostpunk's really cool. Um, I would like to play it one day. I just don't know when I will get to that. Yeah, the the nice thing about it is like it's really, it's like it's easy to play. You know, it's just like you're clicking you know you can just yeah. like, you know it's it's not like a very like taxing game no. in terms in terms of like your mindset that you need to be in like yeah you need to be paying attention to things and like obviously managing not, it's your, not like you're like twitch reactive like. exactly it's not like playing call of duty so it's a totally or different, destiny or destiny um why flip me off <clears throat> you made me yawn you fuck yeah no. you just made us all yawn uh the right. other game that i played a little bit this week is more PUBG. uh the, the snow map's awesome it's really good everybody if you have PUBG, play it it's cool um, and obviously Destiny has been playing a ton of that black, the black army stuff's awesome. So, and Andrew, I know you've been playing a lot of Destiny. That's all I've been playing is Destiny. So I, I'm, I'm not even going to talk. About I have nothing to add. Um, speaking of Destiny. Yeah, I guess we'll just, we'll go right into this. So, so the first big Destiny news story this week was no one was able to figure out Niobe Lens yeah. to the point where Bungie was like, sorry, sorry. I guess we made it too convoluted. Here's the forge. It unlocks at 2 p.m. Pacific time, or if someone finishes and solves the puzzle earlier, it'll unlock then. So, for those that aren't initiated, Pat, can you tell us what Niobe Labs essentially was? Um, it's kind of it's like a dungeon, like kind of not really though, kind of like the Shattered Throne, but not quite. Okay. Um, you are basically just in a facility and you're solving puzzles. Um, there is, I think, what are the seven levels? Yes, there's seven levels. Um, each level is associated with a puzzle. Um, and waves of enemies. <coughs> and waves of enemies on top. The puzzles are only, are only solvable if you have specific weapons. They have to be black armory weapons. So correct? they have Which to be black armory. Really, I think is really cool. Yes, they have to be black armory weapons, but there are only three black armory weapons that will work, as far as I'm aware. Um, which is a hammerhead, the Tatara Gaze, which is the sniper rifle, and the Spiteful Fang, which is the bow. Hammerhead is the machine gun. Um, for whatever reason, just those three, three specific weapons, if you look down the site, you can see like these glowing like symbols on the wall or letters or stuff like that. So basically all the puzzles are tied to those, unless there's something that I missed. Um, and you just have to you know figure out the sequence that you need to be hitting them in. And still no one has solved it. <clears throat> not this... not, the le- not level 7. Nobody has solved yeah. level 7. This went live... Tuesday, and then Wednesday is when 
Bundy decided to just unlock the forge to everyone because everyone's mm-hmm. having a hard time, and we're recording this on Friday. Yeah, and still, and still nobody has solved it. And usually, like when a raid goes live, it solves it even in a few hours. Even like, if it's <clears throat> like the last wish was what twenty six hours? No, it was eighteen. Eighteen? Yeah. Oh, sorry, like I don't know where full, I got that. Yeah, it fucking... wasn't a full day. Still, though, well, I mean, we're at we're well past twenty six hours for Neil B. Lab. Well, oh, yeah, I'm just saying, like, you like, like Friday, yeah. <clears throat> usually anything that Bungie puts out, like that's even like mildly convoluted. Like this is at least within the first twenty four hours. Yeah, that you know this everything's still, figured still, out, and this is days now, and this isn't you know they still haven't figured this out. So, uh, at some point on Wednesday, Bungie kind of you know backpedal a little bit and they're like okay sorry guys here's the thing here's the forge for everybody yeah. um if anybody still wants to figure out niobe labs have fun and go for it yeah. which i think was like <clears throat> kind of smarter on their end i saw um an interesting post on reddit and the dude essentially was saying um it was weird of bungie to lock core content behind niche content yes which is essentially what it was. So I agree. I like Ni- Niobe Labs. I think that maybe it should have unlocked something else mm-hmm. and not the Forge. Yeah. Um, and I think it should unlock more than what it does now, which is just an emblem and a... Um, go shell. A go shell. Yeah. Maybe, like, give us one of the Black Armory weapons, but, like, a curated role, mm-hmm. that's, and it's fully masterwork mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, but when I saw... And I never agree with anyone on Reddit usually, but when I saw that, I was like, all right, you're... That's what it is. Well, like, yeah, and more like more content locked behind <clears throat> niche content. I, was like, I right, had, like, I get that. I had, you know, when we were talking about this earlier in the week, when like, you know, we were going like when when Bungie actually did back. I think we were talking about it on Wednesday when Bungie actually backpedaled and released the Forge anyway. Um, you know, I had mentioned that like Shattered Throne was like a, like a like a perfect through line in my opinion of like you know extra content that they added that's hard. Um, more for niche players, but yes. nothing is tied behind it. You, like you don't have to do Shatter Throne for anything. No. But I will say Shatter Throne is like, <clears throat> puzzle wise pretty easy. Yeah, it is now. Yeah. Think about trying to run through that the you're, first time. You're saying it's easy because someone gave you the answers. No, it's easy. You just you follow the thing. Well, the, there's the like <laughs> like fighting <laughs> fighting like the ogre <laughs> no, fight the, is the other parts easy. <laughs> figuring out the ogre fight is not that easy. Um, I didn't of that was the only time i used a guide was when i did it the second time Boy. who did you who did you do shatter throne with teddy and neither of you had uh, had any experience at all when we i don't know how back, you... we pulled a guide up for the wish ender stuff am i confusing something i i don't know because when you go back for the second time isn't that when it gets like you need a guide because they're are like well, yeah, you got to get the the orbs, the orbs and all that stuff. That yeah. I one hundred percent fine. God, there's no way I'd figure that out on my on my own. I'm not that smart. So yeah, imagine trying to figure that out on your own. That's what I was saying. Oh like, yeah, running no. through this stuff now, like that's I'm waiting for whoever to finish finish Neobi Labs. Like one of the poor streamers that's been fucking trying to crack the code for an unhealthy amount of hours. You know, like watching. so. I I mean, shout out to them. They're doing the Lord's work. Cause <laughs> I'm a big dumb idiot. Yeah, no, I can't. I'm not yeah, smart. and like I, I agree with everybody. It's I'm in a weird place because like I love stuff like this, and I think I part of me thinks it's really cool that people haven't figured it out yet. But then on the other side of the fence, I'm like, no, it sucks. That's just way too challenging. Like, you know, people like literally like Dotto and his group. Dotto is a a prominent like Destiny streamer, and I'm forgetting the name of the others, but like they were literally streaming for like 24 hours straight. Like trying to solve Neobi Labs and like that's yeah. un- that's unhealthy. Broman was going for a while. Goth was going for a while, and like, like seeing them tweet and like replying back to people and like their different opinions and like what they think about the whole thing has been very interesting. Like some people love it, 
you know, other people are like upset at Bungie for giving like unlocking the forge, but not, you know, like my whole thing is like, they didn't give the answer to Niobe labs, but they had to unlock like what was behind it at a certain point, you know, yeah. cause like, that's kind of the, what was the whole point of it. Um, I mean, if they, I, I would have been a little bit more annoyed if they were just like, well, here's the answer. You guys couldn't figure it out because like the, the poor people that have still been trying yeah, to solve for, it on yeah. their own and put like in all that time. So <clears throat> I'm know. hoping that Bungie kind of like silently slipped in some kind of a reward that we just don't know about right so now. I, I don't know if you were on last night, but I was saying how they gave um, the fire team that finished Worlds first. One, yeah, they gave them 1K. Um, well, they, uh, they, they all got 1K the and they got varsity jackets. Wait, mm-hmm. 1K, like thousand voices the exotic the oh. wet yeah they I was w- having, like a thousand dollars one no one no one k voices for playing our game <laughs> they were guaranteed a drop of an, an exotic that's still very yeah you know yeah. that that crazy fusion yeah, rifle yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah it's just easier like, to call it one k voices yeah. um yeah looking at frostpunk brian it's <laughs> awesome you should play it um the um so yeah they gave the, fir- the, the you know obviously like pat said they got uh they got a guaranteed drop on the exotic that t- that is tied to last wish raid uh, and they also got, I think, varsity jackets, mm-hmm. um, which is also cool. You know, yeah. you get something like a physical item. Uh, so part of me thinks that they will or should throw in something like that. I'm um, hoping that they did because a ghost same. shell, a ghost shell, and uh, a shader, a, a shader no, an or yeah, sorry, an emblem is not. Yeah, I'm assuming worth it. you were, you were <laughs> dropping that anyway. Yeah, it's probably where that comes from. Like yeah. you were going to drop that. No- even if we didn't give you mm-hmm. like, I think that's just I what you drop. So yeah. I don't know if it's confirmed. I'm I don't I haven't seen Bungie actually say that's what you'll get. I think people determine that through data mining. So we're going to see what happens. Yeah, well, the, the so. data mining for the entire mysterious box quest line was all spot on. So no, people are really good at, yeah. at piecing things together yeah. because you know there's so I knew how to do that quest before it yeah. was out because you know it was. Data mine. Totally right, yeah. I want to Google something that was going to help with our conversation. I forgot what it was. Fucked up. I can't help you with that. I'm Sucks. Sorry. Oh, it's oh, you actually t- you said it. Never mind. Uh, they tweeted. You brought this up before we start recording. Thank you, Pat. Bungie tweeted at uh, seven forty-seven Eastern Standard Time this week at Bungie. The fourth forge was unlocked. We'll also be sharing more information on Naomi Labs today at six p.m. Pacific. Stay tuned, puzzlers. So. Like you said, like releasing some kind of mm-hmm. clue or tip for like not even some. not even. I'm, I'm just talking reward wise. I think Brian mentioned that they're putting a tip out. Yeah, so Bungie tweeted actually just <clears throat> a few hours ago, and that's Eastern time. They're on Pacific uh, time, so they are like three hours behind. Um, what is three? What is six p.m. Pacific to Eastern? Nine. nine. Okay, so yeah, at nine p.m. our time, New York time. Um, that's when another hint for Neobi yep. Labs will go live. 747 they tweeted it, so it was less than an hour ago. Okay, cool. Yep. Um, so I'm curious of like how generous the hint is. Um, I hope not too generous. I want them to re- I'm to hoping it's, maintain some I'm hoping it's enough that like like one of the streamers or whoever is trying to figure this shit out, they're like, oh, fuck. One of the real and smart like, boys. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like it's it sparks something yeah. in somebody's head, and they're like, so just, okay. Just for some reference, the puzzles are so hard that it was forcing people um, not only to, to use outside sources. Outside sources to the extent of like French mythology and reading poems mm-hmm. and like actually using real world ciphers to help decode like um, like what Pat was saying, it's specific weapons, you have to shoot symbols, like on certain platforms and stuff and like there's if you just google images and you'll be labs puzzle like cypher 
and just look at some of the shit that people like cooked up and like Photoshop to help them solve these puzzles, man. I like yeah. people are fucking dedicated, dude. It's wild. Cause I think I think it's really cool. It's awesome. I, I get the frustration though. I, like that, I think it's so cool. But like the thing is, like for me personally, like I I don't have time no. to do that. Same. And no. like what what I'm gonna have the time to do is just look up the guide that somebody po- is generous yep. enough to post. So for me, like I think it's cool because like I'm not the one suffering through it. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I was a full time streamer and my main like my the game I played was Destiny Two and like I've been banging my head against the wall you know for days trying to solve this because it's content people want to see it and you want to be the first person to solve it like i really don't know how i'd feel like outside looking in i'm like yo this is awesome like it's so cool that people haven't figured this out yet you know and like good on bungie for like not just throwing the answer out there you know and thanks thanks for giving me the forge because i ran it last night and it's really cool you know like i think they handled it well yeah for all things considered i think it's handled well and i think that moving forward this is hopefully like a learning experience for them like all right, like we dipped our toe in like a yeah. very extravagant type of puzzle. Let's dial it back a yeah. little bit. Well, if you want to move on to the next news story, um, seeing, I'm um, sure you guys have heard yesterday, uh, Bungie and Activision cut ties and Bungie is retaining the rights to the IP that is that is Destiny. So now that they don't have Activision that have to okay their every move, we're probably going to see more stuff like Niobe Labs. Maybe not in Destiny 2, but in Destiny 3. Um, maybe not as crazy as Niobe Labs, but now that Bungie can do whatever they want, which they've been wanting to cater to the hardcore Destiny player, now they can because they're self-publishing their game and they don't have, you know, the investors to, to speak to. You know, like they can do whatever the fuck they want. So not only that, so we're probably going to see more stuff like Niobe. Well, and like Just I said, not to that extent. Yes, exactly. And uh, Jason Schreier, um, I saw him break the news on Twitter, and then I read the article that he posted. And one of the things that he pointed out specifically um, was Activision's restrictive annualized schedule. And those were the words that he used specifically. And I thought that was pretty interesting because I guess that they've been kind of holding, or at least like, you know, um, calling the shots in terms of like when. Release schedules. The release schedule, like when and how. Um, now that Bungie is free of that, it, I think that it really lets them kind of, you know, like it opens the door for them to, you know, whether it's more content, less content. I don't really know what it's what it's going to do for them, but I think, you know, he used those words specifically, and I thought that was a very interesting. It's it's like it was a sticking point for me when I read it. So well, I yeah. think I think that means because when Destiny One came out originally, they planned on supporting that game for ten years. That was the original yes. goal. Yeah, and obviously, you know, based on Jason's words there. Like the there's no way that exists. yeah, and the fact that Destiny Two <laughs> is even out, that Activision there's no like it was not allowing it. Yeah. No. Um. <clears throat> so I think that gives, being that they have you know cut ties, I think that you know Bungie can now bring about what they had originally envisioned yes. for Destiny Two or just Destiny as a whole. And personally, I think that this is gonna you know now put Destiny Three kind of a little bit further out than what we were all expecting. So I actually have a question uh, from Rebecca in our Discord. Uh, OKGamers.com gives you an invite to Discord, by the way. Uh, so shout out to Rebecca. She said, first of all, how y'all doing? I'm all right. Sickly. We're, we're doing Phone's good. broken. He's sickly. Pat's got a broken phone. I'm doing okay. I Thanks cookies. for asking. You did eat cookies. <laughs> I ate a whole frozen pizza today. I couldn't a- ask the second part of her question without all. first yeah. throwing that in there. Yeah. So her question was, which caters right into <clears throat> what you were just saying. Do you have any fears about Bungie's separation from Activision? No. The only, um, well, first, before I get into that, I want to just add to what Pat was saying, where, um, how I was originally saying that I think, I was saying them because video games, I think, 
on Wednesday that I think uh, May we get a Destiny 3 announcement. It's playable at E3 and it's out by the end of the year. I think that, like you just said, I mm-hmm. think that changes. I don't think we see Destiny 3 till 2020 now. Uh, I think it's going to be a next-gen game. Uh, moving on to Rebecca, does this hurt Destiny? What are your fears, basically, with separation? Uh, my, my fear is that how we have been, like, Activision has been, like, so the ball is 100% in Bungie's court. So um, it's easy to put anything bad that's ever happened with Destiny 1 and 2, like, content-wise, gameplay-wise, or anything, say, oh, well, it's just Activision. Like, they're just... I don't, so, I don't believe that necessarily. No, but I'm saying so. now it's, like, Bungie... We, we get to see Bungie's true form. It's like, okay, now that you're in control... <laughs> like, no, we, we seriously I know, do. I know. So say like... Destiny 3 comes out and Eververse is back and it's worse than before, then it's like, okay, so... Bungie, it was you the whole yeah, time. I don't, I don't think, think that is the case. Well, no, and like part of me, like, but... like I don't think all because Activision's have the picture now, they're going to be like, well, Eververse is gone, guys. No, like, every, no, any like they, ongoing game needs microtransactions. That's, exactly. And, that's how that works, and I, maybe I think that they might change how it works because, like, with a lot of people, like one of the big like gripes with the Eververse is the fact that it's like pretty much random. Like when you spend yes. real money, you have yes. to use an you know, you yeah. open up an engram and it's blah blah RNG. Um, so to answer her question for me personally. I don't think I have any fears, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna cop out a little bit and take Andrew's answer and say like I'm um, as a huge fan of this game. I'm excited to see what the future brings, especially knowing now that they're they can release content and do the things they want to do without having like a big board of directors yes. kind of breathing down their neck. <clears throat> um, so if anything, I wouldn't say fearful. It's more excited and optimistic mm-hmm. with like a, a tinge of like you know worry because. You know, Bungie, there is no, like, you can't deny the fact that the launch of Destiny 2 was a rocky one in terms of the content. Mm-hmm. Um, so things moving forward for them, you know, just like kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm just excited to see them do exactly what, what they want to do. Because I, I, I look at Eververse as, as a perfect example where the way Eververse first launched was like, for me, where like, it takes a lot for me to think that like, your microtransaction system is like, bad. It, it like, For me, it's like, it takes a lot. And I was like, all right, Eververse is, like, kind of bad. And then they fixed it to a certain extent. And I think it was, like, Bungie and Activision kind of going, like, head-to-head where Bungie's like, no, like, it, this is bad. It's driving people away. We need to fix it. And I think that's why we have the Eververse that we have now where I could drop three um, bright ing- uh, etched engrams now in a night. Like, mm-hmm. that's a lot. It used yeah. to not be like that. And I, I also think that the fact that everything you buy is random, I think that's Activision, like I think that's Bungie and Activision, kind of like coming to an agreement. Like, okay, here's the compromise. Like, well, like the, my you earn thing, them quicker, yeah. But if you want to buy them, which is still the quickest way to earn them, everything is still random, which keeps people buying, yeah. until they get that trust ornament that they're never going to drop. So that which like, I'm my, never gonna my drop. whole thing is like, <laughs> Fort, uh, my obviously Fortnite's so popular because for other reasons, but the way that their transactions work is they'll release a skin. And it's, you know, based you buy that skin. exactly you yeah. buy that skin skin. There's no random element to it. You know, it's not like with Counter-Strike that there's those you, you get a box. You have to get, you know, you, you buy the key, you open it. What you're going to get out of it is random, you know, like and I understand like there's that, you know, like the loot box ass aspect to it where it's like the randomness, the randomness to it is exciting. But like I play Destiny already for a random element when it comes to the weapon drops and armor drops. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need to do it for the cosmetic. Yeah. Like no. stuff like. <clears throat> If I want that ghost shell, let me just buy that ghost shell. Kind of plain and simple. Like I'm, I'm with you. Like it, it, that's the thing. Like I, I, like I wish, like I could just be like, all right, let me just buy that ghost shell. Like I, because you know, I, like I want the trust for me really bad. I wish I could just buy it and take it. But then I also like the excitement that I still get from dropping an etched engram. 
Like, ooh, maybe I'll get, maybe I'll get that ghost shell. Maybe I'll get that, that thing. Yeah. No, and I, and I, I totally I, get yeah, that. And, and I'm also into how Tess sells different things every week. Yeah, her, her, her inventory is on a weekly rotation. So last season, <clears throat> I got every piece of Tess armor for my hunter only because of that. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, okay, you she been, has, yeah, you playing, yeah. you playing, she has you're jumping buy. on, you've been yeah. buying it, yeah. My the only and like I have another issue with that, so that that leads into another thing I could talk about. So like with her armor and stuff that she sells, like you then have to like you get it like whether you a random drop from an engram or you have bright dust and you buy it, like that's all well and good, but then you have to use your like materials to infuse mm-hmm. it. And the way it works is if it the lower level it is, the more materials it costs. Yeah. So you have to dump a fucking yeah. shit ton of enhancement cores into this stuff yeah. that is like drops at 10 power it costs a lot and it costs a lot and they enhancement cores are not easy no. to come by so it's like it, that it's, does it's a challenge stuff. it's yeah. like you're, it's an uphill battle just to wear the yeah. stuff that you either spent your real money on or got randomly or, yeah but i think that's a necessary evil because can you imagine if that armor dropped with your light level and you were pretty much buying your light yeah. level well, like, that's, that's, that's my whole thing it, it, like, my, i get what you're saying my whole like, thing is that they i feel like they could like a little bit of a workaround in the sense of like when you drop that have it drop lower but not at 10 well not have it drop like, at like a base level and yeah. then you can just infuse i would say drop have it drop at whatever your like b- like your blue engrams drop at so like usually like right now my titan's yeah. a 650 all of the blue engrams I drop are at like six thirty. Well, no, it should be relative. In my the way I, I and like this just popped into my head is like so when you pull something out of collections, it drops at like a relative level to your power. Yeah, lower so, but not yeah, it, lower, it drops but, lower but not dirt low. Where it drops it's cost you a dozen enhancement. Yeah, yeah it drops it drops like a blue legendary, like yeah. a blue engram, like yes. a blue engram drops at like six thirty. Okay, so yeah. that like I would say if they if I you if, if you got one of those, drops, that's yeah, fair. I, I would agree. It's, it's more of them just one hundred percent like. Let's play it safe. We make it low. You mm-hmm. can't say anything. Like the only yeah. complaint is or that just it drops make, too make low. it like an ornament. Like yeah. you could tag you could tag it on to any armor piece, and it just looks like the test stuff. And then you just take it off whenever. That way, yeah. it's like you know, it's just a it's just a cosmetic piece yeah, with like, no yeah. yeah. And like, like, the, like I think it's yeah. it's more of them just like them playing it safe. That way, and like, we, we it, can't yeah. get on them because then people would start just buying. What's it called? They would just start buying Ingrams or buying that piece of armor until they got like. The, the role they yeah. wanted I'm a, on that armor I'm 100% set, you know? with you. Like, it can't drop at a high level. It has to, it's, it's, There has to be a balance to it. So yeah, that's I, that's the whole thing. Like, yeah. it, 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 su- it sucks a lot for me because I'm in love with the Titan Eververse armor. And, like, I like that's going to be my, I think, my like, when I get that armor. Like, when I hit 650, I'm going to dump a lot of stuff into that because I just like the way it looks. Yeah, you want your... Ca- yeah. And it's going to yeah. cost me all my enchantment cores. Yeah, no, I wasted, like, seven cores last night just infusing stuff into black armor armor because yeah. i want to wear the black armor stuff because i think yeah. it looks cool especially with the shards of gallon mm-hmm. it looks, looks tight it does it looks um so i want to before yeah, we move on i want to go into like some of my worries with i would say you didn't answer <clears throat> yeah i want to go into some of my worries with you and know the, the split finish reading some of jason's thoughts on it because yeah. i think they're pretty interesting so we'll have you go first so the only i'm not so much worried about what bungie can or will do with destiny i'm more worried about like the stuff that's like behind the scenes so, you know, when, you know, Activision kind of held the umbrella over Bungie, um, they, you know, they handled all the PR, they handled all the distribution, they handled all the um, whatever, whatever you want to call they it. They did what a, what a publisher does. Self-publishing a game is very difficult. Yes. So that all is now on Bungie's shoulders. So on top of developing this game and developing expansions and developing all this other shit that they have for the game, now they also have to handle distribution, they have to handle PR, they have to handle 
you know, whatever else, you know, a a publisher would do, which is going to be a lot more work on their shoulders than it was initially with Activision. Are you fearful that it will take away from... I'm not fearful that it'll take away. I'm just fearful, you know, Activision, again, is a pretty large umbrella. They have a lot, you know, with with just Blizzard alone. They know what they're doing. With just Blizzard alone, they have, you know, millions upon millions of dollars in revenue. So now Bungie sure has a lot of money, but well, they just got how much from NetEase? Was it ten million? Oh yeah, and I forgot that. I, I did forget that they just signed that deal with NetEase. Yeah. yeah so um, but I, and I understand. Uh, either way, it's still it's still a lot of money that now is. Bungie is yeah. going to have to shovel into you know other aspects of running their yep. development. Well, I'm assuming they're going to do it how most indie games do it, where they hire like a PR agency. I was like, just going to say they'll so out, like it's they'll like, outsource yeah. it. So there's like Tinsley PR. Mm-hmm. She does all of the Devolver stuff. She does everything. Yeah. And it's just okay. We hire you. It's your job to do this. This is why you we pay you. Do it right. So it's not like Bungie's going to start like a marketing division. Or speaking like, of Devolver, when Bungie tweeted Yo, out, "What's up?" <laughs> right? So funny, dude. Or like, hey, what, yeah, right? he was like, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Uh, anyway, go ahead, Brian. That's all I wanted to say. No, and I, I, that's definitely reasonable. I'm curious to see how they handle it moving forward. Um, so Jason basically just said this has been coming for years. Activision and Bungie have been have had rocky relationships since um, before destiny one even shipped yeah um he said it's incredible news for those who love destiny and want to see it thrive um he said at today's meet well at the meetings that they had um they said bungee staff cheered loudly uh they he says he can't overemphasize how happy they are not to just get away from activision but to have a game that they're now completely um that, that that they now own completely um and then he said, important to note, uh, Bungie cheered pretty loudly in 2007 when they split from Microsoft. Activision is an easy scapegoat, but Bungie has made plenty of its own mistakes. And I think that we've all yeah, shared both, that. Both parties have made their own I'm also mistakes. wondering now if going forward there isn't going to be any like Sony PlayStation 4 exclusive well, content. I, because I'm pretty sure a lot of that dealings was, was with it, Activision. It is Activision, because look, look at Call of Duty. Yeah, it's like if, Call of Duty, if I, I think Overwatch guess, too. They're going to flip-flop everything. So Destiny 3 comes out, all the exclusive stuff is on Xbox. Or Destiny they just don't do out, it at all. It's not on Battle.net, and it's on Epic. Like I think they're going to just like do it different. Just kind of like. As well, a, here's my you know, thing, is that I don't think they want to be tied to anything like that at this point. To, well, the the epic thing was probably gonna happen. No, well, no, that yeah, that I that mean, is, for PC, they're gonna need some kind of a launcher unless they do their own. That's another. Well, I want to bring. So, while we're still on uh, Bungie and Destiny, uh, we got another question regarding this from Dom Brandt in the Discord. Okay, give me a second. I'm gonna go to this one. Um, <laughs> so he said, "I know I don't need to ask this because you guys are gonna cover it extensively anyway." So shout out to him for knowing. <laughs> <laughs> said, "But how do you think uh, the, the the divorce from Activision will impact the future?" Which we kind of just covered. He said, will Bungie continue to support Destiny with new content and a third game, or does this signal Bungie making a new IP? I think that's a really interesting question. Uh, I don't think they're... The only new IP I can see coming along is whatever they have the in the works for NetEase. Them keeping the IP wouldn't be as big of a deal if they were just going to... Yeah, if they were just going to... Yeah, if they were just going to trash it. Yeah. So, I think Destiny's going to be around for a while. Yes. Um, I think it's you know it's going to have a, a decent lifespan behind it. Yeah. Again, like the only, the only new IP I think they have in the works at all is for NetEase. That's my guess. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah, so, yeah. Like, it, it's all like, it's it's. I see a lot of people approaching it like, oh, like Activision dumped them, like they don't want it. 
but I'm like, ah, I don't know if it's like like they weren't making enough money, so Activision got rid of the. They things. weren't ma- they weren't making enough money according to Activision's standards. They weren't making Activision money. And I think exactly. The reason they weren't making Activision money is because Bungie wasn't totally doing what Activision mm-hmm. wanted. That's to exactly do, what it was. Which Jason said in his tweets, they've had a rocky road, mm-hmm. and then you have people like Colin, who uh, was once a big fan of, and now I can't stand. Um, Activision, Colin Moriarty, Activision and Bungie originally had a four-game deal with each other with a commitment that was initially planned to last at least a decade. Bungie fans will look at this as a positive, but no one counts money like Activision. Destiny's decline is real. So I 110% completely disagree with that. Yeah. Because they've been butting heads since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how, you know, that if, if Activision and Bungie both came to a settlement where they were able to contracts done you go we go like we're fine like i don't think like that doesn't mean that there's a like anything wrong mm-hmm. oh like relationship like it's, it's think of like how a relationship works like when a relationship comes to an end both parties like not one party doesn't like dissolve yeah that's also it's like no we break away and now we do our separate thing and something new comes out of it like that's literally like how this is gonna work that's also the only like negative i get dumped i dissolve (laughs) yeah that's the only like negative thing i've even read about this entire situation that i've heard at all also doesn't understand destiny no i know they count money like no one else listen like he's not wrong he's not wrong wrong on that but i i don't look i just picture like a like a monopoly looking ass motherfucker just in like a big board meeting room just like like, throwing (laughs) money and like yeah like as much as of, of like jason is pretty like much awesome everything Destiny fanboys, yeah. But he wouldn't be reporting it this way, yeah. If he thought it was the other way, yeah. Right. I, I, I just like, feel like like that's literally the only negative I've heard about, well, Colin, about this at all. I, I know it's just Duncan. Like, I know. Dunk. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, Dom, awesome question. Thanks so much, man. Um, I, personally, I think that they will, they will just continue to support Destiny yes. uh, for the foreseeable future. Same. Um, and obviously, what Andrew and Pat said about Netties, you know, um, we'll see what happens with mm-hmm. that because there was a lot of money acquired with that acquisition. Um, but to, for my personal answer to your question, I think it'll just be continued support for Destiny, yeah. whether that be Destiny three or just more planned content yep. for two for a couple of years. We'll see what happens. But. I actually have to go back to Rebecca's thing. Like, I actually have like a real answer for hers now. Like, one like not like, like a fear, but more of a bummer. It's the fact that they won't be working with Vicarious Visions anymore, because Vicarious Visions it's, it's an Activision owned studio, mm-hmm. and they um I mean they might be able to work out like a contract with that subgroup maybe I don't know like because I don't like if Activision got away from it they're not going to get back and also well unless they own like, Vicarious Visions hundred percent or they just publish Vicarious Visions like based on a contract because Vicarious Visions is a studio yeah but I think they only do Activision games. I mean, that's the thing is I don't know if they're contractually yeah. contractually they, obligated to only work on games that Activision is going to publish. I'm gonna look it up now, but I'm pretty sure because all, all because if they recipe. all because if they worked, I mean, like I I don't know the legality of it. I don't know how dev contracts work with work with publishers. Like I just don't have that you know the knowledge base there. Um, Activision is their parent company, okay, which means they're owned by Activision. So it's not. They're also located in New York. Um, so they're not going to like act like if Bungie's <clears throat> and Activision both aren't going to want to jump back into bed with each other after. No, you're, you're right. Yeah, but you also right. gotta yeah. you also but gotta think about now. Bungie has total control over the content and the IP. So when you know <clears throat> all that Ares Visions worked on was the raid for Forsaken. No, but they they built the PC port is what I'm saying. Like they, they ah, built well. the PC port. They did the raid. They also had a big hand in Warmind as well. They can. I just meant more of like the part. Like I, I'm not. Saying I get it. the partnership. The partnership like, is like the partnership was nice. Yeah. Yes, 
However, like I just said, like they're not under they're not under the strict time constraints that Activision had them under no, no. anymore. Yeah, so now they can like take their time and they can figure this shit out like yeah, on their own. I'm with I'm with you, Pat. And part of me feels like they bringing in Vicarious Visions might have been like, hey, your team's not getting it done. Yeah, you guys are being a little too slow. Like, come on, like well, here you go. They, yeah, they brought in Vicarious Visions to work on the PC port. I think while Bungie was still working on like new content, like you obviously can't stretch yourself stretch yourself too thin. You know, so Vicarious was doing the PC port because yeah. that's what Vicarious has been for a while. Is like that they're the the porting studio. Mm-hmm. They did a bunch of Game Boy ports. Um, they did the Crash remaster. Mm-hmm. So like that's like what they do. Kind of is porting yeah. games or remastering games. So that's why they were brought on. They also made Spider Man Two Enter Electro, which is considered to be one of the good Spider Man games. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for that tidbit, man. Yo, they made. Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast. Nice. It's a good fucking game. You ever play that game? I played... Kyle Katarn? I played Jedi Academy. Uh, that, was, that wasn't the best one. Academy was fun. It was better than the first Jedi Outcast game, which is technically Dark Forces. Cool. Yeah. You're cool. But, uh, yeah, that, that's the... That's okay. the Destiny talk. While we're on the topic of Destiny possibly, well, 100% having to find a new store to sell on on pc epic games and ubisoft old ubisoft announced that the the division 2 will not be sold on steam and will only be sold on the epic store and you play it's anti-consumer man (laughs) i'm only saying that because i got into a fucking twitter argument with some people over this you know what that is that anyone that what i find is anyone that drops that term usually just watches way too much jim sterling (laughs) (laughs) Like, like because, I, I read that and I, I yeah. sent it to you and I was like, I'm oh, cr- I, I was dying. I was, I was like, oh like, my god! I was like, I'm cracking. I could crack open the box like, here. Oh, they must have missed the part where Ubisoft said, if you already purchased it on Steam, you still get your copy of the game. Anti-consumer would be nope. So, and I taking that away. I know me and you share the same like opinion on this for the most part. I think it might be identical. And like, and Pat, I'll say it out now, and you could then you know chime in. It's like. I understand the annoyance of having to use a different launcher. I get that. I I understand wanting to have everything on your Steam library because it's nice and neat. Everything's in one place. It's not really that neat. Steam sucks. Steam does suck. Steam sucks. Fucking the UI sucks. My whole thing is that, like, the the kids that will argue, you know, that it's like... One person responded to me and said, oh, like, we're not going to make PC the console-walled gardens or something like that. And I'll try to find it to get the exact words right. But like, I had someone say something similar to me. So my whole thing is, like, it's all on your fucking computer. It's all right fucking there. Technically, Windows is the platform. Yeah. Um, But, so I thought it was very black and white, where it's like, it's all in the same umbrella, it doesn't matter. There are certain things, so, like, I had someone that was talking to me who's from... The currency, yeah. Yeah, talking to me from India, where, like... Uh, Steam has regulated prices, so it's the same price everywhere. Epic doesn't. Um, Epic also doesn't have user reviews, which people really like on Steam, but most people kind of take advantage of and review bomb games. <clears throat> then you have people that really like getting trading cards, items, and achievements. But why? I understand that. Cause, well, <laughs> I would get I get most games on PlayStation over Xbox because I much prefer earning trophies yeah, to achievements. Steam achievements don't fucking mean anything. No, neither do the trading cards. Neither do. Xbox achievements yeah. and trophies. No, no, none of it matters. Yeah, wild, <laughs> wild, the people that real are, quick, yeah. wild story about trading cards. I know someone that spends like a dumb amount of money on to, trading cards. to get rare trading cards. That's dumb. Yeah. I know stupid. it is. It's, it's real yeah, stupid. Super dumb. So there's stuff like that. And, so yeah, there's, uh, there's also, monster yeah. people who exist like that. <laughs> Nightmare. Steam, Steam also Sorry. has uh, a very easy like refund policy as well. So like there are little things that... Um, 
Epic just announced today that they're matching Steam's refund policy. There you go. So that's what's awesome about this. And I said this on the on the because video games podcast where like with this whole Steam and Epic thing, it's like the classic story of like the two gas stations that are across the street from one another, mm-hmm. where they just keep lowering the price to match the other. Yeah. So like that's what this is gonna be. Where like Steam's gonna like look look. I mean, Epic reacted quicker than Steam has reacted to anything Epic has done. Uh, anything but, can react quicker than anything that Steam ever reacts to. <laughs> and another thing I wanted to point out is general. that, and I was telling Jake this, is if the division works the way that Siege does, you're not playing it through Steam anyway. Mm-hmm. You're launching it through Steam. And then it's and launching it through I Ubisoft invite, anyway. When I invite you to play with me, mm-hmm. I'm using your Uplay ID, yeah. your Steam account. So Because Jake was like, oh, well, people really like their friends list. I'm like, doesn't matter. Your Steam friends list doesn't matter when you play Siege. Your Uplay friend list. Steam's friend list is bad, too. Everything about I, Steam I is know. bad. I know. <laughs> so, like, the people, like, there are people out there that have, like, legitimate reasons that aren't screaming about <clears> it, <throat> but the vocal minority yeah. are the people that seem to be the shitheads yeah uh, they're well, being super like shitty obviously. About it, yeah but, I, I got two responses one which was the console walled garden one which is still just such a head scratcher to me because you're still playing it on the platform that you like you're still PC playing is PC. a platform yeah. everyone that has a pc has access to steam and yes. epic and i understand the people with who live in a different country and the you know the currency which is a legitimate hundred percent i'm yeah. right that is i will fucking totally agree to that 100%. and i th- and i think the thing is that i think epic will figure that out um, they've already matched Steam's refund policy, yeah. which that already shows that they're making yeah. necessary and changes. Technically, to... isn't the Epic Store still in beta? Yeah. Yes. So, and then one of the other responses that I got from somebody pretty much just says, how dare you want more people to be able to play games? And it was just like, I, I read that like 50 times. And I was like, well, I don't get what, what the, the argument is. Everybody can use any of the launch. None that's of what, these cost money. Like, none like, of these launchers yes, are putting you, you in any thank kind you. of financial hole. Thank They're you. all free to download. They're all free to install. And you know what else you can do? You can go to the store. You can buy it on that store and then just make a desktop shortcut. And then what do you do? You double click on the icon and then it just launches everything for you. So you don't got to do all these extra fucking well, steps. It'll launch Uplay first, like Andrew said. So yeah, I know. But all you, you, know, you want to know what you got to do? You just double click on the icon. It does it all for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't have yeah. to. You don't have to go click so on Uplay and then click launch. Like, I know. And, and there's also people that don't seem to understand that like these are businesses and businesses run on money, and you can't be a business if you don't make money. And going with Epic, you're paying. I mean, going with Steam, you're paying like a thirty percent. Yeah, like it's seven, cut. But Epic, yeah, it's it's, thank you. it's eighteen percent. Seventeen, I think. It, it's eighteen percent. If it's you a, if you don't one percent, I'm sorry, it doesn't matter. Eighteen. <laughs> it's eighteen percent if you don't have Unreal, and then it gets lower if you use the Unreal Engine. I think because I think. Ubisoft, I mean, Division runs on, is it Frostbite or is it? Frostbite. Yeah. Anyway, um, so it's, even if it's 70, even if it's 20%, yeah, so thank you. 10%, 10% less yeah. that they're taking a cut of. My whole thing. So why yeah. wouldn't you go with who's taking less of a cut? Because all of these kids are probably the kids that think that anything that is released post-launch for any game ever should just be given to them for free. And you know, I've gotten they, so many arguments with fucking kids on Twitter about who just want all the Destiny content. And this is and this is those because are the spent, same people. Because they spent sixty dollars on the game. They are the same people. Yeah, and like that think things should just be handed to them. Insane. And that's not how life works. I told someone that on Twitter. It's like, yeah, but you know, like I've been playing since day one, and I spent like two hundred dollars on Destiny. You're trying to tell me that now you can just get it for a hundred? That's like, like, I'm like first off, you buy anything later, it's going to be cheaper. That's how that works. Also, yeah. if you're buying into Destiny 2, it means you're aware of Destiny and you know that you're getting into a game that uses the games as a service, service model, model yeah. which literally means you're going to be paying for more than one thing. That's like yeah. walking into a restaurant and sitting down and then, you know, you get food and then they make you and like you get a check and you're like, 
I have to pay for this? Yeah. It's like, yeah, you fucking idiot. Or going into an Italian yeah. restaurant and getting mad that they only serve spaghetti. <clears throat> yeah, like, I, what? Why can't like, I get a cheeseburger? And like, <clears throat> you're, you're 100% right. Like, if you wait on things, like, you... you typically, it's always going to be cheaper. Typically, there have been... Yeah, or there's incentives and shit like that. Yeah. Like There have been major opportunities. Yeah. This is specifically for Destiny 2, but there have been major opportunities where you could literally got Destiny 2 for free, yeah. and then you spent 40... You could buy fucking Destiny 2 plus Forsaken plus all the fucking DLC that came before it for $40. Because yeah, the game was free, hours. and then fucking hours. literally people i think are more burned with like the people like the people like us who have been there since day one but are on the other side they're they're burned that they spent the money they that they spent the early adopting the early adopter fee which is anything you buy I, you're gonna whatever and like and I, and I totally i, I for the people that chime you can in be bummed, yeah and you can't be yes. like, yeah for the <laughs> like, it's yes. like, how dare you like, yeah it's expected. i i know and i know like, and i get so annoyed and aggravated I and like know. the I, whole th- and like what i'm gonna say is that like and i understand the people that bought the game at launch and were frustrated with it because i, I could have gotten it all for 100 bucks i was like a little bummed I yeah like, oh. same and like yeah. you know and like and then so- i turned on destiny and, and raided about it uh <laughs> yes so i understand the people that bought it at launch didn't like the game they thought the content you know was a little lacking and things like that um but now if you jump back in it's the best it's ever been you could also it's the cheapest for someone that you know maybe bought just base game and wants to buy the dlcs and stuff so like, and I just can't stand under like understand the people who just chime in and go games garbage, games trash, games dead. Like they have it adds nothing to the conversation. Like they just don't want to have a healthy discourse. Like they just want to throw in their their garbage opinion just because they think it's funny or they just you know it's their hot take. I don't know. And like you you were saying before, like things you like if you wait, like there's an incentive to wait because things are cheaper. Yeah, like if I'm going to buy a 2017 model car over a 2018 one. You're going to save money on it because you waited and you bought the older. Model. Yeah. And like perfect example of this. So Nvidia released new graphics cards uh, like six months ago. I bought a very expensive graphics card. And just now, just this past week, they're in- incentivizing you that if you buy this new, very expensive graphics card, they'll give you two free games. They'll give you two brand new free games. They'll give you Battlefield five, which retails $60 and Anthem, which is a brand new game, not even out yet. So me looking at that, I'm a going. Game that's so new, you can't, can't even play. play it. <laughs> so for me looking at that, I'm going, oh man, that sucks. Like as an early adopter, like I'm getting fucked. Like I'm not getting Anthem for free. Like and I, I already bought Battlefield. Like this is a bummer. But at the same time, like you know what? Like I, I chose to be an early adopter. I chose to buy it. You know, once it first released, that was my decision, and I got to live with it. You know, it's, it's just the sense of entitlement that most gamers have is just... sucks. The sense of in- the sense of entitlement that. Most people. Pretty much anybody has right now is fucking we're, incredible. You know, we're, we're the one game. thing that I could say is being on the other side of it and seeing these like hot takes and like the people that just have like that their opinion and the shit they add. Like, and I can understand if someone like wants to have a healthy discussion and say like, "Yo, man, I tried playing at lunch, wasn't my thing." Like, I you know, and I think this is unfair and blah blah blah. And like, it's actually like you know, uh, like they have a legitimate reason that like you know, and sometimes even if I don't understand it, like I'm more than willing to have a discussion with people. But like, I just can't, I just don't and can't understand. The people that just, like, have to blurt out, you know, the dumb, like, ah, it sucks, game's dead. Like, oh, this is bullshit. Like, I spent, you know, bought it for 60 bucks. Like, you know, and all, they're charging for all this stuff now. It's like, ah, no, this, this, you're not helping. Yeah. You're not helping. I will say, I did ask on Twitter, like, how many um, how many of you, like, w- are willing to revisit Destiny 2 if you had, like, if you got burned by it or just revisit it or revisit destiny three and most people were like it was like half and half a lot of people were like I, I'll, I'll pick up destiny two now or i'll go back to it now because i want to see or like eh, i'm 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 not sold on destiny two but destiny three like they got me like i can't wait to see like it's cool that like the people seem to be like 
Okay. Like, if you go through the replies. It teaches me how not to act. <laughs> yeah, I know. But if you go through the... No, 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 no. I was going to say, if you go through the replies to, like, the, like the tweets about them leaving, yeah. all positive for the most part. Oh, like, yeah. A there's lot a lot of, of congrats. This yeah. is great. And then, like, you'll occasionally find, like, the who cares. Like, what does it yeah, matter? Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm... Yeah, like, I went know. through the replies when it was announced that Division was going to be on Epic, and it was like, oh, no. I, I know. <laughs> I got. I think that's what got me sick, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I think I read okay. those and I fell ill. See, like, yeah. I don't know, man. It's just, like, it's just, it's, it's like, the fucking energy that, you, like, people have in, like, just, like, the being negative all the time about everything. And, like, I'll be the first to say, like, there's stuff out there that fucking sucks. And I'll be the first to say, like, yo, this was bad. Like, I don't, I won't hold back on my opinion. But at the same time, like, like, there's no point in just being a shitlord all the time. And, like, my favorite is, like, this happened a while ago, and I was definitely, like, it sticks out of my head because, like, I specifically asked somebody, because they just immediately threw out, like, oh, Destiny's garbage. And I was like, yo, have you played it? And they're like, yeah, I have over a thousand hours. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, uh, okay, this conversation's over. <laughs> like, I'm actually going through, like, the, the Friday show comments where the big show today, I mean, the big. Like, big show? He likes Destiny. He does. Yeah, right. I played next to him. He's the biggest man. Um, most people are, um. What's it called? Uh, Destiny is like the biggest like topic on the show today, and I'm going through the comments, and a lot of people are like, "I'm excited for Destiny three now," or like, "Cool." And then a lot of it is like, "Can EA fucking do, can EA do this with Bioware now?" <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's cool to see like a positive news story come out about something, and the majority of the people are being positive about it. Like that's just really cool. I think I agree. We've been talking about this for a while, and sometimes, and we moved away from. We started talking about Epic. epic. And then we went I back know, to I know, it's bad. So personally, I'm competition. Excited. Going back to Epic, yeah. competition is good. Competition God. forces everyone to be better. Everybody can just shut the fuck up, please. I can't wait for you to st- all to buy the game anyway. Yes, yeah. exactly. What's gonna <laughs> happen? My whole thing is like now. I just really hope that unless d- it gets sixes across the board, <laughs> and no one's gonna buy it. So that like I, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Is I hope this game gets fucking incredible scores, gets fucking tens, and everyone's like, well, now I gotta buy it. What did, and what, they what buy it and they get? play it for a thousand hours and say it sucks. What is the first okay. Because people do that too. I, uh, I, I want to say I got like a seven or something. It, it wasn't like good. It was like okay. It yeah, was yeah. like yeah positive but yeah. not like I, I said this in the um shout out to the because video games discord that's always popping off it's a really cool place pop, pop. um i you know some we, there was a little conversation about division and you know the the some banter between like oh who's gonna get it who's gonna play it and whatnot and i chimed in and said hey like i played it at launch i had fun with it shelved it for a while uh i bought like the crazy gold edition that gave me all the dlc and i didn't jump back into it until after they released like some content and had a blast like i went back maybe survival like, mode or whatever the fuck they call that that was so good and fuck with that good nope it was really really cool and even the stuff after that and i remember we checked out like this they changed like the the dark zone and all yeah. that stuff me and you played it for like another like yeah. probably 20 to 25 hours after we already sunk yeah, was... 40 to 60 in it so it was really cool going back after all that time mm-hmm. at, you know revisiting it and getting you know like when they inject life into a game with that like that like a game as a service type yeah. thing like you that's like the one good thing about this is if like you're burned at first or not burnt or just burnt out on it because you played it and like you kind of saw all the things that there was to see and then they keep adding to it and making changes, you can go back after X amount of time and find new enjoyment. Yes. So that's that's always yes. a really positive thing yes. looking at these. That's one positive exactly. way to look at these games. You also have Ubisoft who hopefully pulls a Ubisoft and just makes like the sequel good. Like yeah. Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed 2 is drastically different. Watch Dogs and Watch Dogs 2 is drastically different. And then also their new thing where they revisit a game. 
where like Wildlands launched and it was okay, and then later on when they started adding more content, it was like it's worth revisiting. Yeah, Wildlands sold like fucking gangbusters. It did. We're but definitely like, going to see a Wildlands too. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, like it didn't like, and it's probably going to be fucking insane. Mm, but stupid. also, like Siege was revisited and it was made Siege better. Is still, I mean, For Honor yeah. was revisited and was made better. Nothing took off like Siege did. No. But Ubisoft is like good now with like. Okay, supporting like, their content. Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah, supporting what they release. Like you can't tell me that from Watch Dogs One to Watch Dogs Two, they didn't listen to the fan base. Yeah, Watch Dogs was bad. It was. Do you play Watch Dogs Two yet? No. You bought it. Just I recently. bought it on PC. It was on yeah. sale. You're gonna like it. It's very. Good. Yeah, I'm sure. I'll like it. It's I, very. I just hated. I hated Watch Dogs. So Speaking much. of Siege, I mean, like that game is still being supported in a way yeah. in which like I don't think I've ever seen a game. Is year three coming to an end. I think we're in year four now of that Four's? fucking game. It's nuts. Like that, the thing. Pretty, I'm pretty sure Giant Bomb. Like in terms of all the games that are ongoing and games as a service, like they still put that in their like top three of like. I think it deserves it. It does. Hundred yeah. percent does. Hundred percent. I think that. In terms of balancing deserves, yeah. the competitive aspect, mm-hmm. the you know the way that content they, updates. Yes, yeah. exactly. The new characters, the new maps, the way they treat like um, uh, griefing and you know just like the harassing har- you know like harassment and the way they handle it they always handle it in such a way that it's like you yeah. know like hey we're trying to just make it better for everyone yes everyone so, everyone wins everybody wins yeah. all right so um last thing i guess we should talk about and we'll just do this briefly can pat just read it we're go- I, well, all right so pat this is 100 percent what pat is going up. to i gotta pull it up yeah so you work on that and i'll do a little introduction so just before we started uh, Porn. Right. <laughs> so just as before we started to record the podcast, a very interesting news story broke, and it was Gearbox's formal general counsel, so Wade Callender, is suing the company, and he's accusing the CEO, current CEO of Gearbox. Uh, also, people don't know Gearbox. That's the big studio behind um, Borderlands. Um, so the CEO, Randy Pitchford, uh, is being sued um, for taking a secret $12 million bonus. And this comes after a month after Gearbox sued this other guy for fraud and abuse of, like, corporate credit cards. So it's just, like, kind of like this pissing, pissing match. Um, so there was, like, an interesting little tidbit that came out um, about uh, Randy Pitchford and um, about, like, a, a USB drive that might have had some porn on it. Underage porn, specifically. <laughs> yes, which I think they clarified. Uh, but there was a little tidbit about it because apparently he was on a podcast and he discussed, discussed it. So, Pat, why don't you read the blurb? Okay. So, <clears throat> this is as per Kotaku. Um, their little article they wrote here. <sighs> Pitchford described his enjoyment of, quote-unquote, cam girl pornography, in which a woman streams live erotic content and explained that he had saved a porn video of a cam girl on said memory stick before it was lost. This is the memory stick that this lawsuit is, you know, uh, mentioning with that pornography on it. Quote-unquote, it's, it's a woman who is masturbating, Pitchford said. And when she has some experience that appears as if she's having an orgasm, a huge amount of fluid comes out of her vagina. This is not a sex worker. This is a fucking magician. This is on a podcast that this man was on. The CEO of Gearbox said <laughs> <laughs> that on a podcast. That's it. Oh That's all God. I want to talk about it. I'm going to leave it at that. Oh if anyone no. has any more interest in reading that story, go check out Kotaku.com or go read Jason Schreier's tweets. Uh, that's all we're gonna say about that oh man oh, yo 2019 boy. fucking cooking already boys. <laughs> 11 days in and is fucking buck wow <laughs> <laughs> you got something to add Andy nah, I'm good <laughs> <laughs> 
Ah, uh, are we done? We wrapping it up before anyway. we wrap up? And we got off topic or whatever. Bungie, uh, oh god, Andrew. <laughs> Bungie released that tip, and just to give oh, okay. the, everyone in the microphone who doesn't play Destiny just uh, a taste of what Niobe Labs is. Here is the tip. Okay. With weapons imbued through sights unseen, craft truth from the hand. Return the dials to the crest. Stay true to the map to prove thy knowledge of the family three. Yeah. So I I know a lot about Destiny. I only like kind of understand that. So I think the hand is capitalized. I wonder if they're talking about. Well, that's one of the family symbols is the hand. Okay, and then to prove the knowledge of the family three, I'm assuming is the. No, no, it's it's, it's the three, three it's weapons, the three, three families weapons. that no, it's the three families that I'm the forges stop are. Trying to figure this out <laughs> so, cuz 2 seconds in and I want to The Volander, <laughs> the Volander forge, the Gofanon forge and the uh Izanami forge are the three different families that were part of the Black Armory. Okay. So that's what that three families thing is. Destiny lore. Yeah. Yay. I have nothing else to add. That was my my brain hurts just from <laughs> So, uh, Brian, Brian uh, so thank you guys for listening to another episode of the OK Gamers Podcast. Uh, as always, we really appreciate uh, you guys as listeners. So thank you so much. You can find me on Twitter at Brian. You can find Andrew at Andrew Gevia. You can also find him on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash hotfriestfw. Um, I forgot about that. Thank you. No problem. You could find Pat on Twitter at PCMirth. And, um, or you can just come find me in Destiny because that's all Destiny. I fucking play. Um, if you want to talk to any of us, uh, go to okgamers.com and that'll link you guys to an invite uh, to our Discord. Um, if it doesn't DM me on Twitter at Andrew Gabby and I'll get you an invite. You're going to DM all of us. I checked right before the podcast and it worked. Okay. So I, I do check it every once in a while because yeah, I'm mindful the, of that. Something happened with the Because Video Games one where it stopped. So it happened to us too, I think. Didn't we have to update it or yeah, refresh it? You did something with it. Um, but as always, like Andrew said, you could reach out to any of us on Twitter to get an invite. And I'm also going to work on you know trying to get it so it's you could just go to Discord and find it and search it and get an invite that way. Um, working on that. Um, uh, but everybody enjoy the remaining of your lives, as they say. Goodbye.